What's up, everybody? This is a Brownwater Banter Podcast. This is the first podcast of 2019, dude. I'm stoked. I got a room full of people ready to kick off the new year. Uh, we're going to have to go around the table to introduce one another because there's a lot of people here that I just met. Um, obviously, everybody knows me. I'm Jared Seymour, right? <laughs> so uh, tell me your name, man, and tell me what you do here. Let me let me give you a little context real quick, too. This is the Ocean Springs Aquaculture are y'all a gang? Is this a club? What? What? How do you refer to it's yourself? It's a class. We'll go with class. A class. Okay, yeah, we'll so it's a class. class. All right, and you are the lead gang member. Yes, I'm uh, Brian Butler, lead gang member. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're like the the OG, the original that yeah. started the whole thing. Started in 2014. Okay. All right, and you and and you're gonna tell me your name here, Landon Chenevere. Okay, and what do you do in the gang? Raise fish. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And your name? Hey, I'm Peyton. I'm awkward three student sidekick. Nice. Very nice. Sidekick. I like sidekick, that. Sidekick. Yeah. You want to say hey? You don't have to talk if you don't want to. Um, I'm Kaylee Purdue, and I'm also in aquaculture too. Okay, and what grade is everybody in here? And besides Brian, I don't care about you. We're all seniors. Seniors, seniors perfect. Yeah. Okay, so the future of America here. That's what Ocean I'm talking. Ocean Springs about. future. Ocean Springs. Yeah. Dude, y'all are ranking real high on the high school ratings. Yeah, have you caught that? You haven't caught that? I need to. Yeah, it was like I forget the ranking system, but oh, I think no, no, y'all no, you're were talking about overall. Yes, overall we were. Oh, I knew you would know that. Number one on the that coast was probably a and, setup. Yeah, because when we played uh, when we played Pearl in uh, football, they were one thirty eight. So I told them they should put one thirty eight because that was their ranking. We were one, and they were one thirty eight. Yeah, y'all had all kind of artsy stuff uh, and renting all kind of like for cultured. Cult. That's yeah. the word. See, I'm from St. Martin, so I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no I don't know what no that word there. even means. Really, I've heard it before. But all right, so let's dive right into this, Brian. Let's start together. Tell me what aquaculture is for people who honestly may not even know what that means. Uh, it's basically the raising of fish over water, and so we. Um, raise different groups raise different fish freshwater is usually our striped bass tilapia koi things of that sort and then when they move up to year two which everybody in here is year two except for peyton peyton is one of my year threes uh year two will do speckled trout they'll do oysters and they'll do blue crabs so it's a three-year it's a three-year program okay yes. okay so they start out as either a sophomore or junior i usually like to get them as a sophomore that way they can take year one, year two, and then year three. Year three is more of a uh, study with Gulf Coast Research Lab and the DMR. Um, since we are the only one, besides there's one other program at Moss Point, we're trying to refine it. So everything's a little bit choppy right now. You're helping um, them out, Moss, Moss Point? Uh, as much as I can. Yeah. Uh, he's doing speckle trout right now, too. They do a lot of bull minnows. <laughs> and um, so it's, it's their good program, too. We're just trying to... Keep up with them and keep our things together so we can both, you know, grow uh, the programs. Okay. Give give people like your background though, because uh, they're not going to know that. Like a former big timer? Is that what you're talking about? No, no, like no, no, when no, it was not, not all the, I, mean, I know you got Martin tons of accolades, dude. Yeah, I know yeah, you got yeah, tons absolutely. of accolades, but let's keep it specific to raising fish here. Like okay. you come from a background that you've. We, yes, we uh, used to have a pet store Thank when you. I was growing up. Uh, I was called Butler's Pets in Biloxi and uh, B Town. Yeah. And, uh, we sold it whenever I, uh, after Katrina and when I was still in college. And so when I moved back down here, uh, I got my degree in education with a biology emphasis and started teaching marine aquatics in 2006. And then in 2012, we started the, no wait, 2014, we started the aquaculture program. So this is year four. Nice. How did yeah. that get started? Was that, uh, was that was the goal day one? Uh, I was approached by the Department of Education, and we haven't had a program of that type since 2005. And it was at the it was at JD. Okay. And so the JD program fell apart. Um, the gentleman who taught it said that 
they had just started putting people in his class and everything was going haywire and he was tired of it. So he went back to raising crabs like he'd been doing his whole life. And so once they got rid of all that, we started in Ocean Springs and then I had to rebuild the curriculum and then, of course, find all my other These gang bright members. Young minds. Yeah, 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 exactly, to come yeah. in. So uh, It's a real tough process. We, you know, it's like we fight each other to get in. Well, yeah, you yeah, got to jump them in. That's yeah, how a game absolutely. works. Yeah, I think we do know that. <laughs> uh, but you had to go through, I'm sure, a lot to get the curriculum started. I mean, did you have to, uh, is it, I don't know what that was. Is <laughs> it sounded like a cat. It I don't know what been. it was. There's no doubt. Was in, it, in the walls. Is it uh, grants and set up like uh, that? For, we, we, we had to figure out how we were going to get someone else to pay for the initial setup. Uh, Department of Education ended up standing up and pay for it. It was... I think it was 135000 to get going. Okay, because you bought, have a, a um, legit setup. This, we, you yeah, know, yeah, we, this yeah, is yeah, audio, we, but your setup is... We, we plan on adding to it next year if we can. We've got a huge grant that's out for, they call it buckets, and it's for the uh, legislature and thing like that. And we're trying to get an actual double our numbers as far as greenhouses go. Okay. That way I can add more students. We can add more things. Um, all these guys like to go out and catch fish. We can catch fish and then bring those fish back do a little study on them, raise them up a little bit, get them bigger, and then release them back in the water. Uh, we can do more oysters. We can do crawfish. We can do all the things we want to do, and we'll have more space to do that. And so aquaculture, like you mentioned, is you 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 create like an ecosystem, right, where the fish supply the nutrients to grow. Is this where y'all want to jump in and, and kind of Absolutely. tell me what that yeah, is? Because, I, because honestly, people are going to listen to this, and they're not going to really understand what that means. And I want to get you to send me some photos of, of your setup so I can put it on the Facebook post yep. with the audio yep. to give some context to people that watch this. But So how do you take a fish that's growing in some type of, uh, I'm assuming, like big, are we go, are we go Are we going freshwater or are we going saltwater? Ooh, Either I one? like that. Dynamic. So yeah. we live on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. To me, freshwater, other than drinking, has zero purpose. Okay. Right? So let's just strictly let's speak salt saltwater. life. Okay. Salt life. Go salt life. <laughs> All right. So I'm sure you've got a sticker. I obviously I don't. don't. Honestly, oh, you should. It's a badge should. of honor for me that I don't have that. All the people. Connor are, has a sticker. That's cool. It's fine. It's no big deal. So tell me. So tell me, saltwater, how you create an ecosystem based off of raising fish that then in turn raises plants. Is, do I have that right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, basically, the fish waste from the tank. Uh, it. Uh, we have a uh, a table with a pump running from the tank to the table. And we have our, this year we have uh, marsh grass growing. So basically the fish waste is in the water itself and gets sucked up through the pump and runs through the table across the plants. And all the waste and nutrients from their from their waste mm -hmm. helps the marsh grass grow. Essentially what so happens basically in... It's, it's called a recirculation system, a okay. recirculating system. So what he's describing is there's a 500-gallon round tank, yep. and then it's got a trough base next to it. So the water runs into a holding basin in the back, which has uh, biomedia in it to where that breaks down. Like a spill-off? Is it, is it spill-off? It, it's, it's all done by air. Okay. Um, when you get into the, the large scale, you start using machines or in, engines, sorry, <laughs> motors or things like that. Yeah, there's there's giant Johnson engines yes, that we're right, just winging, right, winging, right. you know, like a 25 horsepower. Takes a lot to crank these um, yes, things. Yes, it does. Everybody's got these big forms. <laughs> Everyone in here looks like Popeye, folks. Yes. You can't see him. It's crazy. Um, I hope they're old enough to even get that joke. Yeah. They probably aren't. But um, So what it does is that way the, the water runs up an air tube and goes back into the tank. The biomedia breaks all the, um, we call it the poops and the peas, yeah. breaks all that stuff down and then releases it back into the tank cleaned. And then they have secondary filters that will pull out all the large particulate and things like that to clean uh, the rest of the fish water. It, and what he was talking about with the marsh grass is we're doing a project with 
GCRL to where we will start getting plugs. That's Gulf Coast Research Lab. Gulf Coast Research Lab. And yeah, we'll I got start that, getting, dude. You got that. I got that. We'll get these um, these plugs, and they'll take the plugs and be able to put them back out after we raise the grass. If somebody has like you know Robbie's property, if yeah, he has yeah. a um, a whole section fall off back into the water. They can rebuild that and the, then put the, uh, the marsh uh, grass plugs in there to help retain itself and rebuild the wall, and we'll have the the grass to be able to do that. Awesome, man. So if you're ever awesome. driving down there and you're like, oh, look at that big hole, we yeah, can fill that. y'all can fill that up. Yeah. Dude, it's, so so it's that. multidimensional yeah. of what you're doing. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Um, and that's a, that's a very complicated process that kind of, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what goes on every day. Like In a large-scale system like the ocean or Gulf, the Gulf Mexico, yeah, yeah, or the marshes yeah. that we have here naturally. So you're just trying to recreate that. On a smaller scale, uh, and we keep up with all the stuff. You just can't overload the systems. Um, all is, of our speckled trout tanks have 75 to 100 fish in them, um, so that balances it out. Last year, we actually had more. We we elected to do two runs this year, so we'll do a first batch for probably a month. I think we're our release date this year is February 15th, and so then after February, we'll get another set of trout, raise those until the end of the year, and then uh, release those as well. So we do trout, we do oysters, we do blue marsh crabs. grass, blue crabs. Correct. What other vegetation besides the marsh grass? Uh, there... Most of your stuff won't grow in salt. They do make a um, like a kelp-based algae okay. that you can grow as well. But I mean, other than the marsh grass, there's really no functionality to using that. And for them to grow, I had a guy one time from um, LSU that was going to come in and build this big kelp system to where we could go grow kelp and everything and yeah i guess he kind of lost his funding or something because it never he came. never showed back up yeah it never yeah. showed up yeah uh do y'all split the team between freshwater and saltwater is that like a inter- freshwater is year one so so there's I a rivalry 65 there. uh yeah there's it's kind of like team anchorman fr- yeah everybody walks exactly. up that's and they're what, like oh salt water that's what i'm talking you know, about and they get into it all the time it's so crazy. what team are y'all on y'all if y'all are 12th grade so y'all are team salt this water. is salt water this is all salt water. right that's what i'm talking yeah. about that's what i'm talking about what so let's talk a little freshwater because i feel like we have to Absolutely. What, is that fun too? Is there uh, the enlighten only, the me on that because maybe yeah. it's cooler than I realize. Yeah, y'all the, the quiet end of the table. Y'all yeah, feel free to I, jump in here. Get up, up on that uh, microphone. There we go. And freshwater, we have a lot more diversity in plants. So we'll raise tomatoes. I think we've tried watermelon before. Pretty much anything. Pumpkins. Have we tried pumpkins? We do, we've done pumpkins. Yeah, we've done pumpkins. Wheat. Uh striped bass. Honestly, I like striped bass more than speckled trout because they're more aggressive feeders. Be completely honest. Okay, yeah. now, they, now uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of coming over to the dark side. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Freshwater is freshwater is a lot more exciting. You have the greenery of all the plants, right? And so you have the speckled trout are just in the water, and so it basically smells like a bayou, looks like a bayou. It's bayou. Brown water. Brown water banter, right that, here. You see what you I'm know? saying? It's all this full is what circle, baby. It's, it's, it's full circle. This is like this whole podcast in a tank. It's correct. all day long. Yes, exactly right. And so it's it's the plants are what it is because you get. Cherry tomatoes, you get squash. Stuff that we can eat. We're doing cucumbers <laughs> right now, which we're trying to get them all, you know, pickle them up. And um, like he was saying, the striped bass attack the water a lot more. The speckled trout basically just swim around and swallow the pellets. It's so really during the uh, the Peter Anderson Festival, they had, uh, I'm assuming it was U- it was USM, but I don't, know what, I don't know what their lab is called. I forget already. But they had a cylinder uh, of salt water with the larva of the speckled trout. I've never seen that before in my entire life, and it was really weird and really cool at the same time. Like, I mean, growing up around here, you don't see, I don't feel like speckled trout larvae just regularly in that condensed of a situation. Was that something weird for y'all to see? Having, I'm assuming most of y'all grew up here, right? Yeah. yeah. Is that, is it what, and, and he said, the guy told me that like you're saying, they are aggressive though, right? Cause y'all, y'all, what do y'all feed them when they're at that stage? 
the larval stage. Yeah, yeah. We don't get them at the larval stage. Oh, you yeah, don't have them that we, small? We don't get them until about mm-hmm. two inches. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, because the way the systems are set up with that, once they're in that larval stage, they eat a very um, fine, almost like a, they call it a mash, but it's a real powdery substance, and they are on a every hour to 45-minute feeding schedule. And so we obviously are only in school from 8 I to 5. I understand, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I asked them, I was like, so once they get to the stage where they're no longer eating that product that you just described, they go to like, when they do actually go to minnows or whatever it is, I was like, do they have a hard time transitioning? And you should have seen the look on his face. He was like, are you serious? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, dude. He was like, no, they're like killers. That's what yeah. they do. They just well, boom and it's on. We have a lot of them that will actually, the fish will eat a fish its exact same size, choke on that fish, and then they both die. It'd be like <laughs> Connor trying to eat me and then both of us die. Terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. It's uh, yeah, that that's intense. What uh? So back to the freshwater. So what else is uh? Other fish do, y- do y'all raise that I need to know about that are as cool as the striped bass that you mentioned? That's the main thing we raise in the classroom. Instead of the five hundred gallon tanks, we'll raise crawfish. Anything we find in the ditch, really. We've raised tilapia, brim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to do tilapia instead of striped bass, but they're invasive and uh, hurricanes. We have to kill all the fish. We had to do that two years ago. I think. Yeah, two years ago we had to kill all the tilapia, and uh, yeah, yeah, they are. I've I've read some articles about that. I'm surprised they even let y'all do that. As aggressive as that fish is, apparently is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So keep going. So tilapia. What else? You said crawfish. Yep. We raise crawfish. If we find tadpoles, we'll throw those. And we have about ten tanks in the classroom that are pretty much just experimental. We can use whatever we want in them. And just grow and see how things develop and see which fish gets along with other fish and see how they interact. And I love doing experiments in those tanks. Awesome, man. What, uh, what, t- talk to me about the oysters, uh, growing those. Like, what's, what's that process involved? Uh, normally, oysters are, when we did oysters last two years ago with Nate as well, I think, uh, we had oysters and, uh, you feed them like a liquid. Mm-hmm. It's not anything solid, and it just goes through. And the way we had it set up is we had two tanks. The first tank was above the other one, and it was the oysters. The water would run through the oysters, and then it'd go down into the crabs, where we had the crabs. And uh, eventually, the hurricane knocked out and killed all the oysters and the crabs. But the oysters would kind of help dirty up the water for the crabs, and the crabs would also feed off of that. And it'd keep the water clean. So the oyster, what is his function though? I thought it was a filter. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So they filter out the water, micronutrients that they can use, utilize, and that helps clean the waters around here, right? Yeah. Yeah. And a crab is more of a scavenger. Is that right? They pretty much eat whatever's available. Is that right? Um, so feel free to chime in anytime. Whenever you're ready, you let us know. No? Okay. That's all right. We'll work, we'll work our way into it slowly. Uh, what's been the most fun thing for y'all like, I, I wish they would have had something like this when I was going through high school, man. We had typing, dude. We'll talk about a, a like a irrelevant, you know, thing to to actually take a class for. And I don't mean typing like on a cell phone. I mean like on a keyboard or a, a typewriter. I don't even know what that is. But. Yeah, remember we had that snake championship on the uh, Nokia phones. <laughs> no, I'm talking pre snake Nokia, dude. I'm talking uh, typewriter, dude. It was bad. Um, what is it like having something available to you like this in high school, man? I, is it a class that you look forward to? I know. I oh, think yeah. I would. Yeah. Like yeah. The, I mean, I want to be a marine biologist when I grow up. Well, I was going to get into yeah. that. Is this something that y'all are planning to do like long, you know, take it into the college level? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, that's awesome to be able to see this in high school, get a little taste of it, and then now when you go into college to have a goal and, and actually know what you're going to be involved in, right? Yeah. I mean, since I'm in Aquaculture 3, I work with the research lab. I go there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They already know you. Last Friday, I went and injected croaker. They let me actually inject croaker with hormones to get them to reproduce and spawn. So y'all are juicing, juicing croakers? Yeah. Uh, dude, if any of y'all win the croaker classic around here, you I'm know calling you out, dude. I'm calling y'all out. Oh yeah. Um, See, we could just catch the fish, put it in a tank, raise it up to you know like twenty eight pounds, and bring it up there. We're gonna y'all aren't y'all aren't allowed the internet. I've already won it twice. (laughs) (laughs) I took first box every year. Every year, Um, the hundred dollars was mine. Yeah, right. Whatever the croaker classic. It it only cost you eight grand to raise that fish to that size. Over nine years, I made a hundred dollars, and it's it's all about the uh, the honor of the. We just put him back in the water. That's right. Um, So yeah, so you're gonna take it to USM when you're done, when high school, when after you graduate. Yep, I'm probably gonna go to MGCCC first, but okay. then USM. Oh, he's smart. Yep, get the go. Yeah, classes out the way that I don't need. The um the program the way it's set up through the state is that any CT program that they complete that's over two years. So if they take Aquaculture one and Aquaculture two, they'll actually that's they'll okay. actually get a uh two years free at uh, community college. So community college will pay for their the Mississippi Department of Education will pay for their community college in their required field. And so we're trying to get them to work in some more aquaculture stuff so they can take all their prerequisite classes first two years and then transfer to either uh, USM State, LSU, Auburn, South Alabama. Two years pay. I mean, that's like including comp one and all that stuff. That's everything, yes. Wow, now that is an awesome deal. That's part of the CT, their career technology education. That's part of the, the release for them for saying, you know, it's a, you know, you get in trouble sometimes because they say, you know, don't go straight to college, go to career technology, you know, this and that. Everybody's mixed views on that. Right. But if you go into the career tech, stay in there two years, you actually release to get sign up and they'll give you two free years at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. That's an awesome deal. Yeah. I, did, I had no clue about that until just now. So that even sweetens the pot that much more, man. That's and awesome. So then, you know, they can transfer directly um, or they can go directly to the school. I've got several students that are in the aquaculture program at Mississippi State. You know, LSU has a really good program. Okay. Unfortunately, my alma mater, Ole Miss, doesn't have one, but right. it's fine. Yeah, you're uh, too bougie for yeah, that. Yeah. Keep going. We'd, you know, what, <laughs> Why would y'all mess with that, right? <laughs> too much fresh water. That's you know, right. No salt water. That's right. What I didn't, so I didn't even realize that. So USM, that's the only one I was thinking of, right? So Mississippi State has Mississippi one. State has a very large aquaculture program. Uh, USM has a very large one too. They're more of the marine aspect of it. Um, I don't even, when I was up there last time, Mississippi State does like killifish or um, like a small saltwater brackish type fish, but they don't do any full scale saltwater fish. Okay. And what about LSU? What other ones close anymore? LSU. Auburn, That's already more than I thought yeah, they had. Yeah, South Alabama has one. Um, they do the Dolphin Island Sea Lab. Okay. That's where most of our oysters come from. Um, and so they'll have the oysters to be able to, you know, start raising those because that's going to be the future. Uh, I haven't listened to the latest reports, but they're saying – 2045, 2055, whatever it is, we may be completely out of fish in the Gulf of Mexico. Could be later than that. Completely uh, out of fish? Yes. And that's just for uh, from just us from overfishing? us ruining and overfishing and not. So every time you have a large aquaculture convention, all the largest seafood providers, all the largest distributors, everybody goes to that. So because I'm trying to raise these four kids, my students up to be the next person to figure out how we're going to do this. So they can go make their millions raising fish and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to have to eventually do like we did with agriculture and yes. figure out how to do it on our own and not just tap. We're the- we're catching this size room 200 times a day full of fish in nets. He- just here? Just here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. 
Um, I saw uh, it was right before we talked about doing this podcast. They did something on the news. When was when did oyster season officially open? How when was that? You don't remember? Okay, not either. They said that though I that just it's, go to Mikey's. I hear you. It's down though, like bad. Yeah, like they're not getting any. You know what? What what's the cause though? Is it is it is it pollution related? Is it over it can overfishing? Be everything. It can be overfishing. It can be pollution. Katrina and large scale storms set you back like a lot. And, and then so we just keep hammering it, just right? Keep hammering them. And then you know you go in there and somebody says. Well, last year I got five bags. This year I got 10. And then he gets 10 and he gets this and he gets that. And so there's more. They got to shut them down. They got to do this to keep them in quantity. But the real answer is um, Jason Ryder on the other side. Uh, do you know Jason? He's a, I don't think I do. He was uh, one of Robbie's guys. Uh, but he does the aquaculture for DMR. And they're actually, we have a plot for oysters on the other side of Deer Island. And we're trying to figure our way out to work with the school to where we can harvest and raise our oysters on that section of the of the island and still be able to correlate it with school. We haven't figured that part out yet. Dang, that is, man, you y'all know, doing some good I just things. figured we'd get like a huge group of jet skis and yeah, just like yeah. 30 of them. And or just, just hijack the, uh, what is it, the Ship Island excursion boat? I think it's too shallow. That's probably a good point. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Anyway, it's a, it's an early stage of the development of this plan. <laughs> Absolutely. Can't expect it to know, be expected to know everything. Um Man, that's that's a lot of stuff, man. I didn't realize, you know, it's bigger than even what I, what we, you know, just in the little bit that we've talked about it, uh, of what y'all are doing. Um, I want to hear from y'all again, though. So, so let's do it like this. So, you finish out the high school, right? You go do your two years at community college, then you go to whichever school you decide, LSU, state, or whatever. What it, what is the degree you're seeking, and then what is the actual job, and what's the diversity of jobs after you graduate college in this field? Y'all know? Have you explored it? I know that uh, my plan is to be... Uh, <laughs> is this the guy who's got his stuff together the most? Yeah, yeah okay, I can tell. That's cool. Own it, dude. I like that. Uh, I plan to be a biologist on board a vessel, research vessel, and go out and study fish populations and their behavior. That's what I want to do. Uh, sophomore year, I took a trip with the USM research vessel that they have. I forgot what the name of it. They took sophomores out and high schoolers out to go see what they do. On a boat, you don't get paid very well if you're just one of those normal people. Two people that get paid is the captain and the actual biologist on board. So knowing that, I want to be on the water, and that's why I am want to be the biologist because the captain's not really fun. You don't really get to work with the fish. You just get to steer a boat. Right, right. You're so, in control of the vessel. Yeah. So I'm going for marine biologist, and hopefully it takes a bit of experience to get there, but this aquaculture program is helping me out with that. I bet your resume is getting stacked right now from what I'm seeing. Uh, Is there a specific species of fish that you're interested in, or is it? do you do multiple species of fish? How does that work? Uh, The guy I talked to, he does pretty much any species that's local. He can do anything, but you could also major in one species if you wanted to and do a study on one species. He also taught at USM. So he was a teacher as well as a scientist. Awesome. Awesome. Um, let's talk uh let's talk life cycles. People listening may not know. Life cycles of these fish. Do y'all okay. what's the life cycle of a speckle trout? From birth to death, like how long does it live? It's varies depending on the average fish. Oh, uh, I don't know. Tell really? you the truth. Um, I, we were- I mean it's it's something that you can't really determine. It's kinda like the life cycle of a dog. Yeah. You know, you have a dog, um, that dog may live Seven years, if something happens, it may live 15. Okay. Um, they do have a lifespan where they're becoming fertile, and they don't really reproduce anymore. Um, but they grow in captivity. I think we've had them seven, eight years. 
Okay, there you um, go. That's what I'm getting at. So they, kind of rough. Estimate. They don't get they get huge there as they would because they don't have any natural predators. They don't have any of that. They just swim around in a circle and eat. Uh-huh. Uh, I, we had one. Was that three years ago? Probably two or three years ago that somebody flipped the lights on. Something happened and they it swam into the side of the tank, knocked itself out, was on the bottom of the tank, ended up dying, and when they pulled it out, it was state record by seven pounds. It really? was forty. It was thirty something inches long, and state record it was seventeen something pounds. Is there any Huge way to tell fish. that it's been raised in a tank like that versus natural? Did they? No, no, absolutely no way. It's just, I mean, of course, if you take it to a tournament, you have to do a lie detector. You have to go through all the process. Right. You can't just walk up and be like, "Hey, I just randomly caught this seventeen pound trout right over here in the bay." Yeah, in yeah, the bay. You have ice in your veins. Though. I think you could get through the I, lie you, detector. I, I, might be I able think to. you could yeah. honestly. This will be uh, evidence when court whenever I mean, you try to win any <laughs> any. Fish we don't keep them long enough to get them here on out. We okay. keep, we we clean everything out in the summer and li- release it. Release. Yes. Okay. Our next release is on the fifteenth, and so of we'll this month, put uh, January, next month, February. Okay. Yeah, fifteenth tomorrow. Um, well, I don't know what y'all are doing tomorrow. <laughs> It's Tuesday. It's, uh, it's Tuesday. Yeah, Tomorrow's it Tuesday. Yeah. I could have looked really cool playing oh, they're this. All, they, oh, no. Y'all are seniors. We got the school-wide SA, uh, ACT tomorrow. Oh, all I the juniors in the school taking it. I don't miss that. I took it once and made like a 12, so I'm good. I don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> they were surprised he got his name right on <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, with doing all this and what you are talking about earlier about 2045, no fish and all that, what is y'all – because y'all are like on the inside of all this now. What is your take on – um, so stuff like snapper season or raising the length requirements on uh, speckled trout. Is it, is it something you think that helps? Is it because I know a lot of local fishermen they just get pissed off right every time it happens. Um, the debate between commercial and recreational. Like, what can you jump in on any of those points for me? Uh, right. yeah. Well, Landon, you want to take? Uh, honestly, in my personal opinion, I think the <clears throat> the bag limit for speckled trout is entirely too high. It's fifteen of them and. To be honest with you, that is entirely too many trout to be catching. Okay. Because it, even if you are trying to catch fish, put food on the table, that's, I mean, that is a lot it's of a fish. a lot of fi- You don't realize it until you catch that many, clean mm-hmm. them, and put them in a bag, and you're like, whoa. Like we, we, you know, you're, we're catching big fish. We're not catching, you know. Because if you're catching two or three pounders. Oh, yeah, so then most you're talking, definitely. Right? Like, oh, hey, look, yeah. I got 45 pounds yeah. of speckled trout. It's what am I going to do with that? It's getting deep in here. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah. So, so, I mean, if you think about it, you go out and – Say a goat guy goes out and limits out on speckled trout, catches 15. Well, that's at least uh, 15, 14 inch fish. Yeah. So, I mean, but that they really don't have the chance to, you know, actually grow up and be able to reproduce by the time that they're caught. That's right. That's right. What about, what do you, do you think the same thing? You agree with that statement? Yep. Yep. Just, yep. He's like, yep yep, 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 I sure do. What about uh, snapper? Is that the same situation there? Because that, that's the one that makes all the headlines on the news, right? It's down to like, what, it's a, it's it's six-hour season? <laughs> I don't know. That, I think it's a six-hour yeah. season. You're allowed to look at one fish, and you can't keep any of them. Like you could beat Mario 1 faster than right. the whole season. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's it. What, do you think they, that's the same uh, situation on a snapper? I'm n- Not really. To be, to be honest with you, you got to any oil rig out here in the Gulf of Mexico, and you – look down in the water with a pair of goggles and that thing is absolutely covered in and snapper. snapper. Yeah. That they call it an, an endangered species, but is that what is that? Is that a uh again, I think it goes back you always see, man, the commercial guys versus the recreational guys, it gets a little bit heated when they start talking. But uh, if we go if we go out on a boat, there's You can only catch two. Seven of us in Yeah. Seven of us in here right now. <laughs> five, six, seven, and five, so six. that's fourteen snapper. Right. 
So that commercial fisherman is going to catch 1,400 snapper. That's my point. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, but is it the commercial guys that's trying to keep the recreational why guys? Why does Mike Wazowski get to catch more fish than us? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he doesn't deserve it. Yeah. No, right. we, we were out there. That's we should right. be able to catch them. The thing that I hate the most is when you reel them up and they're either just shy. Uh, well, snapper is just, you know, per fish. But like when, when you pull them up from that far down and even if you do like the vent tool and all that and you watch them float off the back of the boat and you know you just killed a fish and you didn't get to keep it, that, that always bothers me. Yeah. I guess that's part of it, though. I don't well, that's know. the reason they're doing the the lower numbers because if the cases are, they get thicker, and so if you get bigger fish, you won't be wasting as many fish because hopefully, if you can get the problem is getting the bait down. Yeah, because all the little I fish know. stay up at the top. Yep, and so if you can get it past them, that's where the big dogs are. But we're trying to make more big dogs so that way you won't have to worry so much about the little ones. Yeah, I don't know. Fishing's so much fun though. It's good time. I don't care what they do. Everybody's gonna still keep going and still keep doing it. It's not a, did you want to get in, jump in on here for a minute? No, just going to watch. Right, okay. Right. I like that. We'll, we'll she's she's moderating. She's making sure everything gets said that needs keeps, to be said. She keeps adding things as I'm, as I'm talking. <laughs> she, she's, she's queen. The ring she leader. runs the, yeah, she's she definitely runs the, the ring leader. She's a gang leader. You're the yeah. puppet. I can already tell. Yeah. We just um, do what she says. What's the, uh, so what is the, uh, plans like moving forward growth and, uh, uh we mentioned I, earlier, we're yeah. going to try to get that grant. Uh, the grant would actually turn what we have now for greenhouses. They are in greenhouse two. Greenhouse 2 has all the speckled trout. It has nine tanks, nine 500-gallon tanks, and each one of those tanks has, you know, whatever number of fish that it has in it now. And the problem with the speckled trout is when you put the fish in there, they're all the same size. So eventually one fish is going to get bigger, and then that fish is just going to go. He just dominates. He's just going to start eating everybody that's around him until he turns into like a 400-pound fish that'll barely fit in a tank. I've done the same thing at a Chinese buffet. <laughs> Absolutely. Really, I get aggressive and I try. And, uh, <laughs> But we had one we put exactly in one of theirs. They had 45 fish, and those 45 fish turned into 17 big fish. If you don't pay attention to them, they'll just start eating each other until finally they'll whittle down to two or three, you know, ultimate warriors yeah. that have just I taken like everybody that, out. Though. Can you just keep doing that over and over again until so you have this hyper-aggressive super so, fish? Yeah, I don't know if that'll You'll work, but you probably that. could, yeah. yeah I then we'll start breeding them together. That's what I'm talking make about. Make a new race. Is it illegal to fight fish? I don't think they would fight, but they would you eat each know. other. But, well, that's what that's fighting. Fish fight each other. That's what I'm talking about. You probably did that thing in college where you put a mirror in yeah. front of them. You're no, such you put them on accident by each other and they jump oh, into each other's bowls. Yeah, like you would go to Walmart and mix them all up together. I'm not saying I ever did that's that. That's what you do in St. Martin. I do right now yeah. to this day. Um, no, that's crazy. Um, that's awesome, man. What about people? Because um, obviously, as great as this podcast is right now, it's audio only. What if they want to see some of this stuff? Which I will upload some of the pictures that you send me uh, on the Facebook page when I post this. But do you, are y'all on social media? Can people go and check out what there's you're doing? A, there's a website that the school uses. It's uh, the Ocean Springs Career Technology or Ocean Springs CTE. And that's where we post all of our, our pictures and videos and things like that. We haven't branched off to do our own website or anything like that yet. Uh, I'd rather keep it to where we just add to the pile. So everybody benefits from that one site instead of just branching off on your own because then you got to come up with constant media. That way they have it, they carry it. We post three or four times a week of different things that they're doing, weights and measures or uh, crab shots or anything like that that we're working on. Okay. And and say that website one more time for people, and that's through that's through Ocean Springs High School itself? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And what is so it? So it's a subsidy. It's a, um, Ocean Springs CTE. Okay. Uh, website, Career Technology Education, and it'll come up if you do um, anything with that. But there's Ocean Springs High School, and then there's a subsidy of that would be the Career and Technology. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, did everybody get a chance to speak that wanted to? I'm feeling like there's some people. No? We're good? Everybody? Good. All right. Well, uh, 
I don't know, man. I think y'all are doing some cool stuff, and I, th- I didn't even realize the jumping into college aspect of it and taking yeah. it and running yeah. with it like well, that. Well, it's, it's, it's mainly I want – they don't technically have to go into the marine field or the aquaculture field. I just want to spark their interest in biology of any sort. Yeah. Um, I don't want them to be you know, in my class for three years and be like, I just became an accountant. You know, I feel like that's a <laughs> right. wasted – a wasted spot for them to that somebody else could be doing or somebody else could be taking that class in general. And so I want them to go like, they're all going to go to work, want to work for NOAA. They're going to want to work for, you know, GCRL or Department of Marine Resources or anything that they can get their hands on. How did, y'all get, get, on how did y'all get that goal? Was it because of this class or did you already know about it? Because to me, that seems like a field, at least when we were coming through, I didn't know a whole lot about it. Right. So I don't know. How did y'all tap into that? I uh I always knew I wanted to do something with marine biology, but this class just really pushed me into it. Okay. Further. What about you? Same thing. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I I've always I've always had it kind of on the back burner, but then once I took got into the program, I'm like, wow, this is it's a career field. Yes, it's sir. something you could do, right? Yeah. I'm assuming y'all grew up fishing. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, well, dude, you're doing big things over there, man, Ron. I appreciate fun, you all stopping we, we by, dude. It. Thank there's y'all never, for your time. Never a dull moment. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, and if there's anything y'all want to add, we, we didn't cover. Oh, I know. You mentioned earlier uh, about your shirts. Yeah, we got to yeah. do that. Let's mention we gotta, that. Um, we we do shirts every year. It's a um, a shirt that is comfort color, and it's got our design that we have on the back. We do both a freshwater and a saltwater shirt, and we do those in February this year. It'll be February fifteenth, and we'll actually do a. Um, this is when the tank tops come out. So normally in the beginning, we don't, in the year we don't do tank tops. And then, uh, I'm thinking September, February is when we bring out the tank tops. Okay. So if people want to buy a shirt, how much are they and where uh, they are? They are $16 for the short sleeve and $20 for the long sleeve. And, and they're comfort colors. We have five different colors of each and two different designs. Okay. Is that through the same website? Do I have to go to to buy them? Yes. They'll be on there. It's more or less a Google form that I'll have. Um, that'll transfer to that. But the only problem with that would be you'd have to either get the money to me through you or through another service because it's all through the school district. It's not through an individual. So we can't uh, PayPal it or anything like PayPal. that? It'd have to be a check That's or okay. cash. Now that you do post that to your personal Facebook. Yes. yes. So that so could when be something I do it, we you could can share. share it. Okay. So people can just check out the page once that gets closer to February 15th. February and 15th. I'll reshare that. And if you want to support, that goes, the money goes directly to directly y'all? Directly our program. We use all the benefit, um, all the profits from that, I should say to all do all these fish releases. Okay. Uh, when we do the fish release, we have to find uh, transportation to wherever the location is. This year, we're lucky. Uh, these fish will actually be released in um, Fort Bayou. Um, so they'll be close. We'll shoot them over towards St. Don't Martin. Don't tell people that because people are going to listen to this and then try to show up that day and try to catch them as y'all let them go. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be four inches. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You know, people around Hey, here. I just threw a cast net and got 90 of them. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, but we'll release <laughs> from then. But there is also, with the way the spawning is set up to where they have Bay St. Louis fish and they have Fort Bayou fish. And so if the fish was raised or caught in Bay St. Louis, when they bring it back, they put all Bay St. Louis fish in a tank. So that subsidy of those species that are raised from there has to be released back in Bay St. Louis. So you can't release is Fort it, Bayou fish in Bay St. Louis or Bay St. Louis fish in Fort Bayou. Is it the same thing as like Ocean Springs high school students and St. Martin high school students? Like they don't get along? Don't What's get, the yeah, deal? It's it's that the... They're that you're gonna mix. Yeah, they're that clickish. <laughs> You're going to mix um, genetic variations that come out from each one of those areas. So they like to keep all the fish that were caught, but they're going to swim, you know, wherever well, that, they're going to go. That's anyway. what I was going to go with that. I don't know if y'all know, but how far does a fish travel? Like, do they stay pretty central to where they spawn from? They don't like a fish in Bay St. Louis. The big Louis guys will go deep and they'll go out further and then they'll come back in and move their but way. They're through, not probably but, going east and west too much. Is that what you're saying? No, 
No, they'll stay. They'll go up into the channels and the bayous and things like that, but they're not going to go uh, too, too far. I mean, they're, they're not, not going to end up. They're not I'm St. not going to release a fish in Bay St. Louis and somebody's going to snag it in Florida. You know, I don't think that would be that far of a travel. Or even, or even Fort Bayou, you're saying, really? They would probably make it around Fort Bayou area. If oh, they, they would? just move around, yeah. Okay, okay. But it's so. just like, in other words, if we got control of But these over fish it. were all caught. Most of ours are caught um, mouth of Davis Bayou, you know, in that area, in the grass beds, things of that sort. And then I don't know where they, they won't tell me the honey holes that they use in Bay St. Louis. I haven't been over to catch those fish. I actually but. just went fishing in Bay St. Louis for the first time. I, I, we go over there, but I don't fish, well, you know. We, the, we took the a thing about trip. it is we tag, we tag all of our fish that we release, but they have a tag in the operculum, which is a plate that goes over their gill. Yeah. And you can't, you can't use a spaghetti tag or as some people call them. The um, yellow line. The yellow line. Yep. You yep. can't use those because the speckled trout have a softer skin and it comes and out. it'll actually come out. These are redfish that we call these are, um, the, when you shoot it in the perculum, it's a little bitty tab. And so you have to have a special wand to be able to wand those fish to know that the, that it's still in there. But it's a more or less like a, you caught it, you can pull it out of the water and say nice fish, but you're not going to have the wand to be able to scan it to know if it's one of the fish that we released. Did, uh, are we, are we any, you mentioned it earlier, just real quick before we wrap things up, uh, where are we on the, on the developing new ways in the future moving forward? Are That's, we close? Is there, are we the, at zero? We're, we're not at zero. We're, we're there. We're working on it. That's why, you know, we have the aquaculture program here in at Moss Point. So those kids can come up with new ideas. Um, so they can so come up with work. new ways. It needs work. Um, it's a growing field. It's definitely not a dying field because eventually we're going to have to rely completely on it. I saw some things where they had these big, like. Uh, I don't know for lack of a better word like it's a cage it's the shape of a ball where they had like all these salmon and stuff growing yeah. in it and they would push it through back and forth through this lake to like keep the fish circulating and moving and divers would swim down on this cage and try to repair it and they would open up the hatch and go in there and check the fish and stuff is that kind of like what you're talking about that would be if we could maintain that in a saltwater aspect this they I do think that was with freshwater, a lot of tuna yeah. yeah they do it with tuna they do it with all sorts of different fish that's actually how they're doing the oysters the oysters are just sitting up on a system hanging in the air, you know, and they uh, they grow everything, and then you can go pull them right off of the rope and roll with it. Okay. And so if it can go into something where, you know, Landon, Landon will be diving into a tank to be working on these fish, I'm sure that would be, you know, right up his alley. I ain't nothing wrong with that, dude. You just jump out of the forerunner and just... Just right out of a helicopter, too, for no reason. They're like, why didn't he use a boat? Oh, did you see in the winter where they drop them out of the planes to put the fish on there? Uh-uh. I don't see how that works, but they do it. It's kind of like the the same ones that put out fires. Yeah. And so the plane's like flying over and it just drops a whole bunch of salmon out of it. And I'm thinking to myself, like... Does if that, that water, the fish? Yeah. Like if that, if that all that water's falling out, do you think the fish are like, swim away? You know, they like go up to the top to try to get out of the water? I don't know. Haley, what do you think? Oh, you're not by probably, the microphone. Nobody probably, can hear you. She said probably not. <sighs> it's it's <okay>. a complicated, <laughs> complicated question. Um, well, dang, man. Thank you all so much I, for yeah, stopping by. Dude. Um, we're going to have to do it again for sure. Yeah. As we, uh, we we can do after we get done with our next release, we're going to try to step up and get some snapper. Um, one of the, the holy grail. One of the, yeah, they're very, very hard to raise. Really? Um, it'll be more challenging. The speckled trout actually... We can just talk about this for hours. I mean, I'm I such a nerd you. about this. You, you know, it's a saltwater thing. Let's just, we'll keep wrapping only, it up six times in a row, and then we'll just keep going. It's, we're on day six that we've been sitting here talking. It's That's crazy. right. I yeah. told y'all so, time warp. Can't even, can't even believe it. Yeah. And um, But the speckled trout are used to rain and different things to change their environment to where they go different salinities. They yeah. go all this different stuff. It's hard to recreate that. And so everything's mixed up to them, so they're okay. Snapper live in 100 to 200 foot of water, and they are at the same salinity, same um, nitrate, nitrite, temperature, everything exactly the same. 
So if we have them in our systems, and so we're running, let's say we're running 18 parts salinity, and Connor comes in and he fills half the tank up with fresh water, where that'll change the salinity of the tank, and then it can throw the whole thing then off. Then Connor failed, and then yeah, and now and he's then maybe out. the maybe the fish float, maybe they don't. You know, maybe they survive, but that kind of changes like that is a lot more um, challenging for the snapper. They've released at the research lab. Uh, they're probably in the millions by now um, of speckled trout that they've released, but they're one of the only ones to ever be able to success- successfully release snapper. I think they're in the 2,500s, 3,000, somewhere in that range. But then you have a fish like you were telling me uh, one time. What is it the tilapia that you can pretty much like put it in bleach water and it'll just yeah, stay alive? Yeah. We had when, crazy. We, when Hurricane Nate came, we had to kill all of our tilapia for fear that they would get out, which is rightfully so. And so we drained all the tanks, scooped all the fish out that we could, put them on ice, and then to make sure there were no eggs or no larvae or small fish or anything like that sort, we filled the tanks up with bleach. Um, not whole bleach, but right. a, a full bottle of bleach in a 500-gallon tank should kill pretty much everything. Okay. I'll and so that. when that was done, we got back from the storm. Obviously, it was a very weak storm. Nothing happened, so we mm-hmm. had to kill all everything for nothing. <laughs> but um, when we got back in there, there was like four fish that were swimming in the tanks that were just pretty much all bleach. God. And so they can live at all kinds of salinity. They can breathe air. Like if the tank goes off and there's no way for them to get oxygen out of the water, it's a they'll just go fish. up to the top. It is very much somebody created fish. that fish in a lab in Africa. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a that's a tough place. You gotta yeah, you gotta have some skills to live over there. They All actually those can get out of the water like and fight that. lions. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's excellent, awesome. Excellent. Well, dude, let's times, do it again. Man. Like you said, after uh, what another like yeah, uh, we'll do we'll uh, after we get done with that, we'll start on the snapper. So we'll have a whole another page to talk in about the, uh, in the world of aquaculture to talk about. Yeah, yeah man, y'all check out good. the website. Go give them a, a, a look, see, and then whenever we reshare the uh, the t shirts for sale, man, let's try to grab a couple of those Absolutely. and support them. All right, man. Well, thank you all so much. You're welcome. Appreciate it.